0: Praise the Lord. God is good. And all the time, God is good. And that is his nature. Wow. Let's give him a hand of praise once again. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, our reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 37, from verse 21 to verse 38. Isaiah chapter 37, from verse 21 Verse 28. It says, Then Isaiah, son of Amoz, sent a message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says because you have prayed to me concerning Sankerob, king of Assyria. This is the word the Lord has spoken against him. Virgin daughter Zion despises and mocks you. Daughter Jerusalem tosses her head as you flee. Who is it you have ridiculed and blasphemed? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes in pride? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have ridiculed the Lord. And you have said with my many chariots, I have ascended the heights of the mountains, the utmost heights of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars, the choicest of its junipers. I have reached its remotest heights and the finest of its forests. I have dug wells in foreign lands and drank the water there. With the soles of my feet, I have dried up all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard? Long ago I ordained it, in the days of old I planned it. Now I have brought it to pass that you have turned fortified cities into piles of stone. Their people, drained of power, are dismayed and put to shame. They are like plants in the field, like tender green shoots, like grass sprouting on the roof." scorched before it grows up. But I know where you are and when you come and go and how you rage against me. Because you rage against me and because your insolence has reached my ears, I have put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. And I will make you return by the way you came. This will be the sign for you, Hezekiah. This year you will eat what grows by itself, And the second year, what springs from that? But in the third year, sow and reap, plant vineyards, and eat their fruit. Once more, a remnant of the kingdom of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. For out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter this city or shoot an Arab here. He will not come before it with shield or build a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter this city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of David my servant. Then the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all dead bodies. So Sankerob, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons Adramelech and Shareza killed him with the sword and they escaped to the land of Ararat and Esarhaddon, his son, succeeded him as king. Praise the Lord. Yes, uh, this morning uh, I have an interesting topic to share with, with us and the topic is... Dealing with satanic harassment through prayer. Dealing with satanic harassment through prayer. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this morning. As I share your word, Lord, I pray that you will shed your light to us this morning. You are the bright and morning star. May you dispel every darkness that is in our midst for you are the light of the world. Lord, we choose to trust in you this morning that your word indeed will intervene and help us, Lord, to understand it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes. Um, this story uh, is interesting. If you read it from the beginning, actually, if you read from 36, uh, you get to understand the whole story uh, because when you read in Isaiah chapter 36, it's, it tells us in verse 1 that in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, Sankarob king of Assyria came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And the king of, uh, the king of Assyria sent the Rabshah Keth from Lashish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem with a great army and he stood by the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to the worshipper's field, and there came out to him Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shibna, the secretary, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. So they came before uh, this uh, messenger, and they received a report from uh, the, the king of Assyria, and it was a very bad report, but I will not go into that detail, but maybe I will ask us a question. What bad reports have you received over time in your journey of faith? It may not be a king of Assyria, but there are things that keep confronting us and they challenge our faith. We know the scripture, but somehow we feel like we are helpless. There is no power in us. But my duty this morning is to encourage you that there is power in the inside of you. And God has already given you that power. And it's my duty and your duty to exercise it at such a time as this. When you read the prophets, they did a lot of prophesying about this remnant. This Messiah that was going to come to deliver Israel out of their bondage. They had fought many battles. And even to this very day, we still fight battles. But with thanks be to God that he has given us The man Jesus Christ, who went and shed his blood on the cross for me and you, he disarmed principalities, he disarmed powers, because he was aware that we are in the world. And we are told in scripture that the prince of this world is Lucifer. He's the prince of this world. But we have the king of kings and the lord of lords. And so you need to have that kind of perspective that there is one who is in the inside of you who is greater than he who is in the world. That's the attitude I want you to have this morning. You cannot challenge the systems of the world. But the God who is in the inside of you will challenge the systems of the world. Someone say amen. amen. Yes. And so, Hezekiah, when you read this story, Hezekiah later on overcomes this threat from King, the king of Assyria. So as we navigate the challenges of life, we are reminded that our ultimate weapon against the schemes of the enemy is prayer. When you continue to read, if you read in 37, it says Hezekiah seeks help from Isaiah. Of course, he was the prophet. Eh? And that's why you've come this morning because each one of us, we go through different challenges. So these, these are men of God, women of God, who can give us counsel so that we go out and face our giant? So, but the thing is, prayer is the key thing we see here. Hezekiah made a prayer, and it was a very detailed prayer. I want to challenge you this this, this morning and in this year of 2024. Can you make your prayer more detailed? Praise the Lord. Yeah, for Sunday school, we can understand, you know, they teach them the Lord's Prayer. You know, they are growing up, it's it's more like an academy of prayer. But for you who has gone through Sunday school, they have seen you when you are growing up, you have gone through the youth ministry, now you're here, some of you are elders. mm -mm, Your prayer life has to go to another level. You have to legislate. You have to buy a prayer journal. Don't just talk, talk, talk. I think even somewhere you need to write and keep record and say, Lord... I'm still waiting upon you. You make it very clear. And this is what we see Hezekiah doing. Um, if you read in verse 14 of Isaiah 37, I can read there. I'm going to read from the ESV. It says, Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you have spread things before the Lord before? On your bed? in your room, in your office. You can spread it by faith. Yes, I understand this God you're seeking is spirit. But we are commanded. Jesus tells the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, I think it's verse 24, that God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So God is spirit. So how you approach him, you had better be spiritual. You must engage in the spiritual language. And the spiritual language is the word of God. That's the language God understands. Don't tell him your emotions. But God, why? We, the economy, that's not spiritual language. Speak the language that is written here. It will save, save you from a lot of trouble. Praise the Lord. So he spreads it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prays to the Lord. And this is what he said. He said... Verse 16, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are God. You alone of all the kingdoms of the earth, you have made the heaven and the earth. Now, this is something I learned here. The problem is not the issue. The problem is not the issue. The problem is your vision about the God who created all things And so Hezekiah does not focus on this letter. He spread this before the Lord, but he now begins to worship God. He magnifies God. Because if you don't magnify the Lord, your prayer is going to be very weak. It's like a car. If you don't magnify the Lord, your prayer is going to be very weak because when you're praying as if you're not sure... You are praying like it will not happen. You are not sure because you are standing before a mountain and it has, you have over-magnified it. So by the time even you come to worship God, you are, your vision is not very clear. But I want to encourage you to use the word of God. Try to use the style of prayer in Scripture. And this style is not only in Hezekiah's life. We also see it on Nehemiah. Talk about Daniel. Whenever they were faced with a challenge, they would first worship God. And he makes it clear. He says, you are the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. You can say you are the Lord of hosts. You are the God of the Baganda, You are the God of the Bachiga. You are the God of my clan. Say it. Don't be shy. Say it. Because he's listening, isn't it? Yeah. He understands written things, spoken things. So he says, you're enthroned above the cherubims. You are God. You alone of all the kingdoms of of the earth, you made the heaven and the earth. So what he's trying to acknowledge is that everything you go through, the systems that are influencing your life, they were designed by God. That job where you're working, that business you're doing, and you're struggling, it was designed by God. Those systems were put there. Yes, you are stressed, but it was designed by God for his purpose. So you had better allow it. But you need to acknowledge that God who understands what you're going through and acknowledge that he is in control of systems that are seemingly oppressing you. Praise the Lord. And he says, incline your ear, O Lord. Don't take God for granted eh? that he's hearing. Tell him. Hallelujah. Yeah, just tell him. He's a human being. He has ears. Okay, I've said he's a human being, yes. He has, he has a sense of humor. Okay, let me use that. He listens. He understands. He also cries when you're crying. He can cry with you. So he's, he has emotions like us, yeah. So he says, "Incline your ear, open your eyes, seek his attention." You're not the only one praying in this world. Are you aware? There are people praying, even better prayers than you. But that should not discourage you. Tell him to open his eyes on you. Hear, O Lord, the words of San Carib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Let me encourage you this morning, friends, that it's not about you and me. It is about the God who lives in you. Paul says it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Have that attitude. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. So whoever is going to condemn you, and they might condemn you with genuine reasons. But we have good news, friends, when we come to the Lord in repentance and acknowledge that we have sinned. We make mistakes. You know, sometimes we make mistakes in our decision-making. We make mistakes. You cannot avoid mistakes, especially if you're a risk-taker. You look in the Bible. There is no one who took risks. You know, when you have faith, they just shall live by faith. Faith is risks, but risks, you cannot avoid mistakes. How many of you agree with me? You cannot avoid mistakes in faith because you're taking a step of faith. You're not sure. But in your mistakes, can you acknowledge that you're a sinner? Repent. God has designed it that way, to test your brokenness. No wonder the psalmist, in, we read Psalm 51, it says, said, a broken, the psalmist declares, a broken and contrite heart. The Lord will not despise. It is in his design. Because he knows we are arrogant. You know, sometimes we think we can do it on our own. Especially when we have achieved so much in life. So you need to train yourself to be broken before the Lord. God just loves it that way. Because it shows that you, you're depending on Him. Praise the Lord. So truly, O Lord, the king of the Assyria have laid waste all the nations of the lands. They have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods. By the works of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they were destroyed. So now, O Lord, our God, save us from the hand. That all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone are the Lord. Let me tell you, there are things God is going to do in your life, not to make you happy. Yes, God promised that he will make you happy, he'll give you life and life in abundance. But the motive of your happiness is so that people will know that you serve a living God. Yeah. Amen. You know, we have a crisis of preachers. We are living in a world where people are looking for integrity, I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. So people are watching you. You are living Bible. No, No wonder Daniel was not a preacher like some of us. But he turned Babylon upside down. And a decree was made that whoever does not worship the God of Daniel shall be killed. Let me tell you, if you take the strategy of Daniel... And know that everything you're doing, you're doing it as an ambassador of Christ. Some of you are going to turn companies upside down. You're going to interfere with systems. Why? Because the way you do things is unique. People are going to consult you, not because you've gone to school, but because there is a component in you that beats all the wise men in the land of Uganda and the world at large. Amen. So may the Lord lift you. May the Lord encourage you. But focusing on prayer. There are things I want us to focus on even as we close from what we have just read in Scripture. That point number one, we we'll take note, that we need to seek God's presence. Don't, God is Emmanuel. Is Emmanuel God with us. But don't take Emmanuel for granted. We need to seek His presence. And why we seek it? We come to pray We worship God, we read the word of God, we fellowship, we have quiet time, we are seeking the presence of God. So, when you read Psalms 91, verse 1 to 2, Psalm 91, verse 1 to 2, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Praise the Lord. So when you are in the presence of God, you know, you you, you, you are surrounded by God's refuge. So we have come here to, to dwell in his secret place. This is a secret place. Some of you have not yet entered office. People are wondering where you are. You are here. This is a retreat. By the time you enter office, you're not an ordinary man. There is something about you that people cannot see. They're like, what's wrong with this man? Does he go to a witch doctor? No, there is a presence here. Someone say amen. amen. At least you're not going to witch doctors. Do eh? you know there are people who go to witch doctors? Hey, but you have chosen not to. So we need to pray for an intimate relationship with God, dwelling in his presence, and as we seek refuge under his shadow, may we find strength to face any form of harassment that comes our way. Someone say amen. So I commission you, go and face your, cha- your challenges. When you have been in the presence of God, when you face your challenges, it reminds me of that story. Remember those those the, lame, they were, they were, the lame men who were who were tired of the hunger in Israel, so they, they left, <clears throat> saying, "If we stay here, we are going to die. But let's just go to the foreign land. Maybe we'll find refuge there." And as they was going, people in the camp the other side had like chariots, of fire, like like an army coming. People left their saucepans, everything. By the time these lepers came, the whole camp was empty. It's on record. So you you are going like an ordinary woman, the son of, you know, Muchivi. You're going. But when people see you, they take off. May your enemies take off. Eh? May your enemies take off and you're like, hey, what has happened? Uh-uh. People are scared. You've brought a certain presence they don't understand. So may that be your portion. Point number two. And that will also be a prayer point. You say, put on the armor of God. Put on the full armor. Ephesians chapter 6, 10 to 13. And what is the armor of God? We have the, the helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. The belt of truth. And well, what is truth? Truth is the word of God. And the readiness, our shoes, as a readiness to preach the gospel. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So, put on the full armor of God. And it's a doing thing. So, you, but pray about it. Sometimes we forget. You, put on the, you have the sword of the Spirit, but you don't have the breastplate of righteousness. Then when people condemn you, you are as if you have malaria. Someone has said a negative. You, your report is so hopeless, useless report. This is bogus work. Before you know it, you're walking like this. And yet you went to school. Someone can destroy your, your, your energy in a second. This is bogus work. I mean, two other things. Useless. Get out. Which school did you go to? Warning letter. Don't they give you those things? Warning letter. And you fall sick. <laughs> but may that not be your portion in Jesus' name. So as we pray, let us put on the spiritual armor provided by God. Pray for strength and discernment to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy, recognizing that our battle is not against flesh and blood. Some of you, you are custodians of signatures. They're going to make you sign that document and you're not aware. You're surrounded by wolves, smart people, tricksters. May the Lord give you discernment before you put your signature on that document. Put a signature on the document before you know it, you're in Luzira. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Say Amen. 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 Point number three: claim God's promises. Claim them. And the promise I'm leaving with you is Isaiah 54 verse 17: No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So in your prayer, as we pray, feel, you know, take, be bold. Just say, in the name of Jesus, I counsel that statement of my boss. Lord, you have not invested me for nothing. My labor in the Lord is not in vain. Lord, I am the head and not the tail. I cancel that statement in the name of Jesus. I stand on your word, which declares that I am the excellency of God. I am a holy nation, a royal priesthood. I belong to you. I therefore declare that statement null and void in Jesus' name. Amen. Period. You, you feel energy come back. Hey, you think, you know, we have many witches. Some people think witches are these witches, we know who are enshrined, these small hearts. No, we have witches. Someone speaks and is like a witch. Your manager can be a witch when he speaks. It affects your life. No wonder you've been ineffective because of the statements. You know, there's where God wired us. When you hear negative things, they affect your effectiveness in ministry. So that will not be your portion. So as we pray, let us boldly claim the promises of God and we need to speak them on our lips. Let me leave it at that. Point number four, submit to God, resist the devil. Submitting to God is not easy. Because we are living in a world that has solutions. Are you aware? We have ATM cards. We have what else? We have Google. We, we, the world has put, put us in an environment whereby really God, thank you, but we don't need you for now. You wait. We shall come to you when things are tough. The the, the world has created an environment where you can literally not need God at some point. You have an ATM card. There is money on your account. You have assets. Now, what are you worried about? You have invested in treasury bills. Is it bonds? You have hotels in London. Why would you need God? The world can create an environment... And sometimes you can even be so wise and say, "Ah, uh let me invest in America, in Japan, so that in case Japan's economy falls down, at least I'll have America. No, you <laughs> see? So, but let us submit to God always. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So in our prayers, let us submit ourselves to God's authority. Pray for strength to resist the devil, knowing that as we do, he will flee from us. Seek the Lord's guidance in areas where submission is is needed we need to submit to God and then finally point number 5 intercede for God's divine intervention intercede intercede 2 chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 if my people who are called by my name we shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. So in our collective prayers, let us intercede for divine intervention, pray for humility, repentance, and turning away from any wickedness. Trust in God's promises to hear our prayers, forgive our sins, and bring healing to our lives. May these prayer points ignite a fervent spirit of prayer within us, leading us to victory over satanic harassment. Praise the Lord. So I've given you those five points, and we are going to pray. But let me leave you with this testimony. I am... God has been faithful to me. God has been so faithful to me that now my value has gone up inside. I'm not talking about according to human standards. But my value is up. When I remember how God has invested in me, especially when I was in trouble, you people, God has invested money in me. I think it's close to 100 million now as I speak. I've been in a lot of trouble you have a sick patient at home. You have school fees. You have debts. I don't know. I'm just trying to speak to encourage someone here. You know, sometimes you can be in darkness and you think, well, you, you look at your bank account and you begin to think you are poor. Someone say, I am rich in Jesus' name. Yeah, Don't look at your bank account. So I, when I look at my value, God has invested me in, uh, from, in many things. I remember when I was in lockdown. I look back when I value the money that God invested me in that time. God brought money, which was not on my bank account, close to 10 plus million, which I didn't work for. I have seen people bless me. I'm educated. But I want to tell someone here that there are moments in your life when your your salary cannot help you. Because the promises we have here, when you look at the promises that were made to Abraham, your money cannot make you reach that standard of Abraham unless you want to become a thief. But if we are talking about a man who trusts in God, you want to enjoy the blessing of God, you had better depend on God on a daily basis, depend on his promises. I love this chapter, Isaiah 55. Come unto me, all you are thirsty. Come buy without money. Let me tell you, God can challenge you to buy without money. Everything you think about, you need money. No, there are things God is going to give you free of charge. Can I hear some amen? amen. Uh, the men's are weak, say amen. amen. Every time you need a plot, you look at your bank account. Some plots are expensive these days. It's not like in the 1990s. Today, a plot, buying a plot is expensive. 100 million, 200, where will you get that money? You'll become a thief. So let's depend on God. Let's run away from the corruption of the world. The reason why we are corrupt is because we want, we want to get these things. But these things are expensive. You can't afford them. But when you trust in God, he will bless you with the blessing of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Let's stand up and make a prayer. Amen. By faith. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Our Lord's Prayer says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Just begin to open your mouth and worship God. In your simplicity, just say, Lord, you are holy. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. I worship you, Jehovah God, my Redeemer, my strong tower, my refuge, my Alpha and Omega. Just tell him something in simplicity. Don't use many words, but something that you love. To identify God with. Lord, I thank you for your faithfulness to me. Lord, I thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with me. God with us. Thank you, Lord, for your faithful. Your name is faithful. Your name is holy. Lord, you are the very present help in time of trouble. You are above principalities, rulers, and powers. King of glory. My life is hidden in, in you. My life is hidden in you, Lord. I thank you, King of glory. That Lord, you have lifted me above my enemies. You have lifted me above my challenges. Lord, I give you glory. What a mighty God you are. You are excellent in all your ways. What a mighty God you are. You are wonderful, mighty counselor, everlasting father. You are a prince of peace. Amidst our challenges, you have given us peace. To you be glory. To you be majesty. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. May your name be praised this morning. We exalt you above our challenges. Someone exalt the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord. Magnify his name. He's seated above, worshipped by the elders and the angels. He's above the cherubims, worshipped. Thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. You created the universe. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. You knew that we will be where we are. You designed us this way, the challenges we have gone through, oh, God. You designed them, oh, God, that we may seek you, that we may seek you and find you in our times of need. To you be glory. Thank you, Lord, for the challenges. Thank you for the valleys and the mountains. Thank you. We are mighty warriors we are more than conquerors thank you lord ah yeah yeah you are a mighty warrior our god is a mighty warrior there is a sound of victory in the land of the living father we thank you that as we walk through life you are the lion of the tribe of judah you are a conqueror you fight our battles you melt mountains before us thank you lord we give you praise and glory in Jesus' name thank you lord heavenly father we surrender every scheme of the enemy. Ha! We surrender it to you. Father, your word is clear in Isaiah 54. You skimmed weapons, my God. You designed weapons. Some of them are missiles, bullets. Some of them are Oh, my God, there are all kinds of weapons. You knew it, my master. All things were created by you, for you, and through you, my God. There is nothing that is by accident. But, Father, we give you glory, that you have given us authority. He says, no weapon that is formed against these, your children, shall prosper. Yes, they will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Disease will not prosper. Witchcraft will not prosper. Manipulation will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Father... We silence. Someone silence. Silence them. Silence. Silence manipulation. Open your mouth. This is your heritage. Open your mouth. I silence witchcraft. I silence manipulation. I silence every poverty around my life. I silence indebtedness. I silence. I silence ineffectiveness. I silence fear. I silence stagnation in my life. I silence them in the name of Jesus. I progress. I progress in the name of Jesus it is my heritage it is my heritage I am a son of Abraham yes daughters of Abraham are here Lord release your blessing of Abraham it is our possession it is ours we claim it this morning in the name of Jesus father forgive us where we have had little faith someone repent of little faith without faith it is impossible to please God some of you had faith but when your bank accounts money was little you lost faith You are believing God for a plot of land. You are believing God to build a house. You are believing God to do that business. But because your bank account was discouraging you, your faith went down. Someone repent. Lord, forgive us of our little faith. Raise our faith. Raise our faith. Because that is our heritage. By faith shall we live. The righteous live by faith. Father, raise our faith. As we read your word, as we pray. Raise our faith this morning in the name of Jesus. Lord, we surrender every fear. Someone surrender your fear. The scripture says, fear not. It is mentioned many times. Fear not. Fear not. Man of God, woman of God, fear not. It's a command. You will not fear because we are standing on holy ground. Our God is a mighty God. Fear not. Lord, forgive us of fear. Give us boldness. You say in your word in Proverbs that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Hallelujah. May the Lord release boldness upon you. May the Lord release the strength of an ego that you will fly. In the name of Jesus, you'll soar on wings like eagles. May the Lord release the strength of a lion that you'll be as bold as a lion. May the Lord release the strength of a wild ox that you will tread and tread like a wild ox. In the name of Jesus, may the Lord release the strength of a deer. May the Lord give you discernment as a deer pants for the water. So do I pant for the Lord. May the Lord give you discernment to dwell in his presence. In the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray that you deliver us. Deliver your people. Even this very day, in this season, deliver us, O oh God. Remember us, O oh God. Draw out your right hand. Intervene in our situations, O oh God where we have been stressed, where we have been depressed. Lord, I pray, stretch out your hand this morning. Deliver your people like you delivered Hezekiah and his people. Deliver us. Deliver our families. Deliver our marriages. Deliver our children, our teenagers. Deliver our our lives, O God. Deliver our nation. Deliver the world, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we cannot do anything without you. Do not allow us to fall. Do not allow our faith to be tested and to be despised by the world. Father, we trust in you. Father, we thank you. Your word says that if you did not spare your only begotten son, but you gave him up free, how will you not along with him freely give us all things? Father, we thank you that through Jesus Christ you have freely given us all things. And therefore, Lord, I commend these your children into your hands. We commend ourselves to you right now this morning. The Lord, you will grant them their heart's desires. As you have granted us your, your only begotten son, free of charge. May you grant them everything that pertains to life and godliness. May you satisfy them with good things. May you wipe away every tear from their eye and give them peace. May you give them a song of victory in this year of 2024. Yes, it might not be an easier year. But Lord, like the psalmist says, a thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. It will not come near you. Someone say amen. It will not come near you by faith. The Lord will spare you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you hear us. To you be glory, to you be majesty. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And we all say amen. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah.